What's up, everybody? How you doing? It is time for another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am your host, Andrew, for America. And today, uh, first of all, I want to remind any of my, uh, my listeners or any new listeners about what's going on with the podcast. So a couple episodes ago, I told you guys that I have to go through this process of fixing, quote unquote, all of my old shows so as to not infringe on copyright laws and uh, licensing rights, etc. Right? So I have been getting some people asking me, you know, where are all these original episodes? Do you have to be a subscriber? How do I find them? No, they're just taken down right now. And I'm slowly reintroducing them in order as I fix them. So I'm starting from the most recent and I'm working my way backwards towards episode one. And so you will see uh, randomly over time a few more earlier episodes appear. Okay. So if you're a new listener and you want all of the original first, you know, 40, I think I'm, I think I'm back to like 26. I think I have fixed everything up to like 26 so far, if I'm not mistaken. So the remaining episodes will be posted slowly but surely over time as I fix them from most recent to episode one. Okay. So that's that. Uh, if you were looking for those, they're coming soon. Just be, uh, be, you know, continually looking, and uh, when a new one is posted, there may actually be some old ones that are also posted that you can go back and listen to. So, okay, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse case, big news, it's everywhere right now, right? Um, I do not want to get into the semantics of what the right-wingers and the left-wingers think about this, you know, whatever their media news network of choice of ch- choice of choice has propagandized them into believing, uh, it's it's terrible, and it is disgusting to me what the media uh, gets away with, and it's disgusting to me how the majority of you, my fellow Americans, do not get absolutely pissed off and outraged at what these media news networks are saying and how they are framing issues and uh, effectively destroying people's lives in pursuit of ratings and money and political opportunism, etc. It's disgusting and it's gross. And I'm going to help illustrate even more today how this happens. And I don't know how... it's, It's just... it's unbelievable to me how effective media manipulation and propaganda can literally take logical a logical rational reasonable person you know in their everyday life and completely make them believe an absurd narrative to the point where they are willing to go out and be violent and commit atrocities on people because they have been fed a narrative, and they believe it. Hook, line, and sinker. Gullible American idiots. So, I'm going to start the show today by, I'm going to play some clips from Dave Smith's show, Part of the Problem. I know, I love Dave Smith. He keeps hitting takes out of the park, and he does it again today when uh, 
Uh, I'm going to play some clips from his episode 796, I believe it is. Where, no, I'm sorry, 793. The media reacts to the trial, to the Rittenhouse trial, something like that is the title. And Dave starts off by saying, you know, before I get into what we're going to talk about today, you know, I want people to realize that this isn't a joke. Like a 17-year-old kid's life is on the line, basically for self-defense. And you can believe whatever you want to believe. I'm going to, I'm going to, go over later about the reality of the situation versus, you know, the trial in the court of public opinion through the media and through people running their mouths and uh, regurgitating bullshit media-created narratives that are sensationalized sensationalized and uh, intended to elicit emotions out of you, the gullible moron viewer that believes every word as if it was the word of God. You, should, you, you people need to take a look in the mirror and realize that you might be saying stuff and you might think you believe things that really aren't so. If you don't take control of your own mind, people, somebody else will. Somebody else will. So this isn't a joke. This kid be, could possibly be going to jail for a very long time. 17-year-old kid. And, you know, in this first clip I'm going to play for you, Dave is talking about, you know, what I've talked about in the past where I've said, you know, do you guys really want a civil war? I don't think you're even prepared for how horrible a, 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 a level of violence like that is going to destroy you mentally. It's going to traumatize you. You know, the stories that you're being fed on the mainstream media, people, that's it's all fantasy. And then when you come back to reality... And you realize that this is real life and this is happening to people and I don't know where the remorse is. Where's the sanctity of life? Where's the being able to put yourself into somebody else's shoes? Taking the role of the other. Seeing through their eyes. Being sympathetic, empathetic. Self-reflecting. Uh, and, and say to yourself, what would I do in this situation? Regardless of the reason, who cares if the kid thought he was going to defend his community, he was a, f a fan of the police officers, he's a 17-year-old kid. I used to tell people when I was a kid about my dream to hit the home run grand slam to win the World Series. It's all fantasy, people. P kids have fantasies in their minds. They're still kids. Part of becoming an adult is being able to separate fantasy from reality. I always thought, anyway. So before you listen to this clip, I want to ask you guys. Is being so unbelievably devout to your team, your party, your Democratic Party, your Republican Party, your Libertarians, your Independents, your Green Party, whatever. Your tribalism, your, you know, the team identity, the herd mentality. Is being devoted, de is being devout or devoted? to your party ide ideology worth the violence that it can only logically lead to when you frame these things that happen in our society in these bullshit, untrue, sensationalized ways. You know, I, I posted recently on my on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast Facebook page 
You know, in America, we try court cases in a court of law. We don't try cases in a court of public opinion. So let's take a listen to this clip. This is Dave Smith uh, pretty much agreeing with what I've said uh, from my point of view in a previous podcast about, I don't think you people understand the level of violence that is coming soon to a town near you if we don't get smart and start realizing and recognizing what the corporate media is doing to the minds of the American people. Here we go. Here's Dave Smith on, do you really want a civil war, people? Here we go. And, you know, all, all types of different political persuasions. There are, there are people who um, kind of glorify the drama of what's happening in the country right now. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you want to bring a civil war to us? Then we'll bring a civil war back to you and we'll fucking do all this shit. And you have, you know, Antifa and the Proud Boys and all of these different groups. And it's like, look, man, none of you guys want this. Or maybe not none of you. 99.9% of you, you don't want this. Especially if you're successfully a badass and then you got to go to court over it. That's fucking lame. Well, yeah. But, he, but look, dude, even this, even if he never had to fucking go to court or anything like that, the truth is that for the vast, vast, vast majority of people, you're not just going to go kill someone and then just get back to life. That's going to fuck with you for a long time. And that is, it's a situation you don't ever want to be in. And that's, uh, it. It's just a horrible thing. It's a really, really horrible thing. And whatever, like, and and that's like my thing, like uh, my, my like pitch, which I think more important than anything else is that the goal here should be whatever can de-escalate the violence. None of us want to see more violence. And I don't even care if you think you can win, you know, if you think, oh, if, if it really comes to violence, we could like win this shit. That's, that's not winning. The The best way to win is to avoid any of this stuff at all. Right. So that's th- that was kind of my takeaway from the whole thing. It was really sad to hear him say this. And like, maybe maybe I'm a little bit like, you know, I, I have my own biases and my own perspective and all that. You know, I just had a boy. I got, I, you know, I, I have a son now and seeing an 18 year old kid like, you know, in this position, like. Oof! you just you want to stay out of that. Like, don't get me wrong. I think uh, I'm not at all saying I think he from everything I've seen, I think the guy clearly was, you know, acting in self-defense. And I think the fact that this is even he's even been charged or it's gone to trial is is like an outrageous miscarriage of justice. Um, And and I I expect. Hopefully, um, and, and, and I hope that he'll be acquitted of all charges. But man, what just, what a horrible situation! The whole thing is just awful, and um, to see like, yeah, he's he, you know, you never get off. That's a it's some fucking some shit about karma, or maybe more accurately, God. But uh, you you always pay your price in in this world, and 
he's I, I think he's gone through it. That's that that to me is the honest truth. Like what I saw there. I know there's people who like can claim they're like, well, I think he's just acting or he's just this or he was smiling in that picture in the bar. But now he's crying here. And you're like, yeah, well, OK, odds are like, yeah, he was at a bar and was smiling. And now he's, you know, recounting the story of killing two people and shooting another while he's facing being convicted of murder and is and it's hitting him and he's having a serious moment and i i thought that like that was to me that was that was tough to see it's like yeah dude this is this is hard real shit that you don't ever want to be in you do not want to be in the situation and i said to everybody who listens to this show everybody you don't want to see a civil war man you don't want to see any more of this violence no matter how much you think you're ready for this shit I think you're really not ready for it. So, you know, I I, I listen to that and it, it just sounds like a reasonable, rational father sad to his core that this is happening to a young boy, regardless of how his family life is, regardless if he glorified the police, regardless of what he thought he was doing. The outcome is clearly a lesson for him. Just like if you decided to go go and join Antifa or BLM or the Proud Boys and you're so married to your ideology, you think you're so fucking right, you're so fucking correct, everything, everyone that doesn't agree with you is wrong and if they don't agree with you then they should be demonized, tried in a court of public opinion and basically put to death. You don't even care about the well-being of another human being. Where's your sense of compassion and empathy, you left-wing progressives or anybody else from any other party that doesn't give a shit what happens to this kid? Where's your heart? Where's your ability to love and be compassionate and be empathetic? I want you guys to think about that. Because I'm going to play for you later on here. Dave's going to play an assortment of clips from what the media said about this kid a year ago. And if you don't, if it doesn't make you well up and possibly shed a tear after the logical, rational commentary that I'm about to run by you guys and Dave Smith and Robbie the Fire Bernstein are running by you guys in these clips I'm about to play for you, put your party devout beliefs aside. And just for five seconds... Have some humanity. Have some empathy. Be able to put a person's actions into perspective. Just because your team goes out and kills someone doesn't mean it's okay. When your society demonizes a good Samaritan who is just trying to fight the good fight and do what's right and be a moral person. And you can disagree with me on that. You you can say that you don't think that that's what Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, what his intentions were. That's fine. But were you there? No. So how do you know? All you know is what the mainstream media narratives are telling you. And then you, you fucking slurp that shit up out of your spoon and feed yourself this just absolute, unrealistic, illogical bullshit. Sensationalized media narratives. And then you walk around the world believing it. 
and regurgitating it to other people. Oh, this is how I feel about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Well, how come? You want to talk about it? No. I heard that he crossed state lines to shoot black people and he, he was killing protesters and blah, 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 blah. It's like, do you, how do you know that? How do you really know that? Were you there? Did you, are you paying attention to the trial? Uh, you know, are you a reporter? Or are you just watching Fox News or MSNBC or CNN? Where did you get your information from? Because guess what? The big corporate media owns almost 100% of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. When are you going to wake up and understand this? When are you going to wake up and learn what the media does to your mind? When are we going to wake up from our slumber and realize that we are being manipulated propagandized, sold a bill of lies, bullshit. They, so they go on in this, man, they go on in this podcast and they talk about all these weasel moves that the prosecution pulled. Oh God, he played Call of Duty. Oh Jesus. And you know, trying to introduce things that weren't admissible previously. Oh, well now it's relevant and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, uh, Robbie the Fire Bernstein uh, describes these lawyers, these prosecutors in this case. He's like, dude, it's like a gross sales job. It's like a, a sleazy sales job where you ruin people's lives. If you make the sale, if you close the sale, you get another notch on your, you know, on your record. Your boss pats you on the back. You successfully send a kid to jail for the rest of his life just so that you can look good. Where's your sense of compassion? Where's your morals? Where's your morality? Do you care about human life? And that's that's what fundamentalism is, people. When you get so radicalized by your devout political or religious beliefs that you are willing to kill the other in order to satisfy your perceived worldview in order to validate it, in order to justify it. Are you part of the solution? Are you helping all of us, the whole, reach a peaceful society? Are you helping to achieve a peaceful society that we can all feel safe in and live in peacefully together, coexist, cooperate together peacefully? Isn't that the goal? What are we doing, people? Uh, here we go. Here's a little bit more from Dave Smith and Robbie the Fire Bernstein. People are fucking getting killed over, you know what I mean? Like these these little like cultural flare-ups. There's nothing positive about this. It's awful. Anyway. Um, well, on that note, the cops are ultimately responsible to me. Uh, oh, yeah. If you want to say about there being a dangerous environment or people like... Yep who weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Why is there a town where it's okay that people are just flipping over cars and breaking the car windows and things are being lit on fire? I am, I'm like, uh, how do you, how do you end up in that environment? Like, I'm why is there fine. No I'm fine with blaming the cops, but I also want to spend uh, a fair amount of time on today's episode, blaming the media as uh, we like to do, who I think are every bit as culpable as the cops in this Cut. situation. Well, if you think that's bad, what the media is doing is way worse. And there's been a we, we have some uh, um, 
some some clips. So the first thing I wanted to go to was uh, this. This was a uh, um, something that uh, Tom Elliott. I'll give him a shout out on Twitter. Who I don't know, uh, Tom. Maybe I do. I don't know. But it's at Tom uh, at Tom's Elliott. Uh, Tom Elliott on Twitter. He uh, he puts together these fucking supercuts uh, all the time of the media, which are great. And uh, the, the, it's, I'm, I'm grateful to him for doing it because it just like puts things in perspective that you almost forget about. But I want to go first to, and th- this is something that's been interesting to me, how the media narrative has been changing from initially when this, when this incident happened a year ago um, to now. And so here's a, a little supercut of a year ago, how people were in the media were responding uh, to to this incident. Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse, he murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy who's deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha These people and became be in jail. a killer. A white Trump-supporting MAGA-loving, Blue Lives Matter, social media uh, uh, partisan, 17 years old, picks up a gun, drives from one state to another with the intent to shoot people. A 17-year-old boy Mm -hmm. who drove across state lines with an AR-15. Can you pause for a second? Sure. I like how they say cross state lines like it's a hard thing to do. Like that shows the intent. Like I drive into New York every day. Like you're gonna go drive, drove across yeah, state imagine, lines. Just imagine to that go like, to work. What what like even what information are you even adding? But it just it does to their credit, I guess. It's like this is it's decent propaganda because it does sound like something. It sounds cross state lines. Like, oh, yeah. Oh well, if he crossed state lines, I mean, holy <laughs> shit! I mean, you know, it's one thing if you go to Brooklyn to Lower Manhattan, then you don't really mean anything bad. But if you went from like Jersey City to Manhattan, well, then you, Jersey. You know what I mean? Like, any, anyone think about that? Like, if, if anyone lives anywhere near a border of a state, like it doesn't mean anything. You could travel way. Like, for example, if you're in New York, let's say you're in downtown Brooklyn. And you drive to Buffalo. You know, you haven't crossed any state lines, but that's way more of a trek than like Jersey City into fucking Manhattan. Right. So like it's such a weird thing. But oh, like, as you said, it's hard to not feel like these people are the scum of the earth. I mean, to be saying some of the things they say who went there to murder people, this deeply racist person. This person who was propagandized by Trump to hate black people, even though it's all white people, he shot whatever. They, they never exactly said it's black people who he shot, but they went to go gun down protesters, all this shit. I mean, and by the way, this is not like it's not like I'm, I'm playing you some random Twitter people who said this. These are all like we've just seen a montage already of like a who's who in the corporate press. 
like humongous people with millions of followers on social media and, you know, shows that have, you know, millions to hundreds of thousands of views, just putting this out there. This was a 17 year old kid who quite likely is going to get off on, on the, you know, acting in self-defense. Now, how, whatever happens in this trial, whatever the, the verdict is, I think we all know, you know, because it's not like a verdict in a trial is not, you know, it's an imperfect system, right? Not, nothing human beings on this side of heaven ever do is perfect. But there is a reality. And the reality is that it's quite possible that this kid feared for his life and acted in self-defense. And that's what it looks like. And that's what me and you both said it looks like a year ago when this first happened. And, and, and to be fair, I, uh, someone sent me a clip of us talking about this when it first happened. And I thought we were fair. We both said we were like, look, this really looks like self-defense. Now, something could have happened before this video that we don't know about. Of course, since then, the FBI miraculously showed the video of what happened before it, and it only helped his case. Um, All right. So how does that make you feel? These people are scumbags. It, I don't know if you guys heard it, but under his breath, Robbie the Fire Bernstein, while he was listening to that montage of the corporate press, said, these people should be in jail. How are these people not in jail? They tried Kyle Rittenhouse in a court of public opinion. Manipulated, sensationalized, demonized, slander, libel, defamation, terminology to make the majority of you fucking moron idiots that watch these news networks and believe it, like I've said before, like it's the word of whatever God you pray to. You got a problem. You have a serious psychological deformity. If you cannot see what these media companies are doing to public opinion in this country, it's all by design. I've been over it. I've told you about Edward Bernays. I've told you about uh, Sigmund Freud. I've told you about the history of psychology. William Wundt. I've told you about the John Dewey school systems. What more do I need to provide? Before this court case even took place, you know what the media told you about Kyle Rittenhouse? He's a vigilante. Maybe even a domestic terrorist. He's a racist, a deeply racist person that went to shoot black people, uh, radicalized by Trumpism, uh, a wannabe rent-a-cop who intended to shoot protesters. I mean, <laughs> wow. Wow. And you don't have a problem with the media? What... Talking about a child like this? What if it was your kid? You know, what if you're a progressive lefty and you look at this case and you're like, fuck yeah, hang him. Fuck that kid. He went to shoot black people because my TV told me so. So you know what? Hang him. Hang him in the public square. Let it be a lesson to all you right wingers that this is what happens when you don't believe and follow and obey the media and the progressive left's uh, narratives and ideas. If you don't obey and you don't go along with these ideas and these themes, 
If you're a dissenting opinion, you should be put to death. That's the mentality. Does that make you proud to be a progressive left winger? Does that make you proud to be a Republican who doesn't give a shit about human life either? I, I, you know, there's Republicans out there too that I'm sure have said and done some things uh, with regard to this case that probably, probably aren't great, <laughs> probably aren't so awesome. You know, it, we live in this world where it's it's all all this shit is political opportunism. They're just trying to find any way to get a political advantage, to try to win. What are we trying to win? Points? Are we keeping score? You know, that's how relationships end. When you start resenting one another and you start keeping score. You start getting all fundamental in your belief system. You don't leave any room for error. And you don't, you know, you, you don't allow any imperfection. You're trying to be perfect. You're trying not to make mistakes. You're trying to be right all the time. That's your ego. You're feeding your ego. Narcissistically. You don't care for human life. You're not tolerant of other opinions and other belief systems. You're not doing anything good for yourself or for your fellow men and women. When you fall into these media-created, manipulated traps, they're traps. And you morons trip and fall face first in them. You get up and you trip and you fall in them again. And you get up again and you trip and fall in them again. And it's this vicious cycle of circular logic fundamentalist belief and ideological thinking all perpetrated by the six or now I think it's the five big media conglomerates that control a hundred percent pretty much of all the news and information you get to hear I hope you're proud I hope you're proud I hope we are so proud of ourselves there's going to be a group of people that are going to jump up and down and, and scream and shout out with glee if this kid gets convicted. And really, you know, you don't even realize it. They're like, yeah, my team won. Fuck yeah. Uh, he got convicted. We were right. You righties were wrong. And, you know, it's this big tribal divide and conquer game that just keeps playing out over and over and over again. And meanwhile, the rich and the powerful decision makers are just going to the bank making tons of money, consolidating their their power and resources, and slowly taking over, little by little, piece by piece, slow usurpations over time, slowly but surely, taking your freedoms and your rights and your ability to think and arrive at sensible conclusions, in the words of Yuri Bezmenov. You will not be allowed, you will not be able to arrive at sensible conclusions. Even if I provide him with facts, he still will not believe it. The indoctrination is too overwhelming and complete. Khrushchev, I told you in a previous episode, said, Communism will bury you. You Americans are so gullible. We're just going to keep feeding you small doses of socialism until one day you're going to wake up. And realize you already live in a communist country under the new world order, socialist, communist, maybe, totalitarian dictatorship. 
You want a police state? The violence that you are committing out there, you proud boys, you BLMers, you Antifa, you're whoever, you're falling into their trap. Because now they have every reason to just exercise their state power. Only thing government, I've said this before, only thing government wants to do to the citizens of this country is put you in one of two places, jail or the ground. And these prosecutors that are prosecuting these cases and are good at what they do and have no conscience and no soul and are only looking to feed their ego and grow their bank accounts, they're the ones that are feeding this this uh, prison overcrowding mass incarceration problem that we have in this country. And the people running these private prisons are making hand over fist. It's a big club. And you and I, my fellow Americans, we are not in the big club. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to keep talking about this stuff here on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, everybody, welcome back. So... I'm going to play some more from uh, Dave Smith and Robbie the Fire Bernstein here in a sec. But real quick, I want to point out uh, the gentleman that made that media montage in the previous segment. Uh, Dave Smith introduced him. He's uh, His name is Tom Elliott. So if you s- search him on Twitter, I think, or just all over social media, is uh, at Tom Elliott, I think. He's the guy that puts together these media montages. And I highly recommend that if you want some further evidence about how the media manipulates you and lies. Go look at some of these media montages that he puts together. Very, very eye-opening, very informative, interesting. And to deny that the media is guilty for so much evil in our society is to deny the ability for your own eyes to see. And that's all there is to it. Here we go. Here's a little bit more from Dave Smith and Robbie the Fire. It looks like, let's just say, this seems like it was self-defense. And you imagine there's a 17-year-old kid whose life hangs in the balance, you know, who's clearly been traumatized already, who's going through all of this. And do any of these people actually care about what happened? No. They see a political opportunity an opportunity to reinforce their worldview and help them out. You know, it's not even like this will make the difference between whether Joe Scarborough or Cenk Huger can sell to his audience that Trump is a bad guy and Black Lives Matter is good and all of this. It's just, I don't know, it's one more little notch. So fuck what happened. We'll call this kid every name in the book. Yep, and that's a common story these days. Fuck what happened. We're going to do whatever we got to do to help our team win. And if that means sacrificing sacrificing morality, decency, the ability to be cooperative, pragmatic, make decisions with the best intentions of the whole in mind, 
love your neighbor as yourself, the golden rule, etc., etc., etc. What is happening in our society? You know, and Dave says at some point during this thing, he says, you know, what they're really doing with this Kyle Rittenhouse trial is they're putting the right to self-defense on trial. Because if, if Kyle Rittenhouse gets convicted, that means that now there is legal precedent to try and convict anybody who tries to defend themselves from attackers. I mean, you want a civil war in this country? You make that legal precedent, my fellow Americans, you're going to see violence in the streets. Oh, yeah. If the average citizen, everyday citizen, loses faith in the legal system on that level to where they don't believe that they're going to get a fair trial anymore, you don't think that violence isn't going to be the new answer? You don't think that war isn't inevitable in our streets? If our legal system fails on a, le- on a level of that unbelievably ungodly proportion? What kind of co- country do you want to live in? All of you immigrants, everybody that came to this country from another part of this world, why'd you come? What is it in America that you're getting now that you weren't getting in your country of origin? Hmm. What is it? Why? Why do people sacrifice everything in their lives to forge boats out of any type of plastic or wood material that they can find, find some rope or some twine, tie it together, and try to set sail across an ocean to this land of opportunity known as America? Are, are we are we incapable of recognizing what we have? Are we incapable of recognizing what's at stake if we keep acting in these ideological, tribal, herd mentality, brainwashed, naive, gullible, immature ways? People, you don't have a choice. You're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to wake up. You're going to have to face hard truths. You're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to suffer. It's human reality. It's the reality of human existence. You will never not suffer. Ever. Here we go. One more clip from Dave and Robbie the Fire. ...around uh, acting like uh, Rent-A-Cop. Drove across state lines armed with a rifle to go mm. and shoot people. What a dark, uh, dystopian scene where a 17-year-old boy is carrying around a rifle, running around and, and gunning down protesters. He paused so, again for a sec? No, that's the end of it. A, when he says such a dark and dystopian scene, well, why? Where's the law and order? Or what's provoked a whole bunch of people to go out and burn buildings in their own community? Let's let's address well, this un- dystopian scene. It's unbelievable, too, if you can remember at the time. This is when, like, the, the entire corporate press, I bet you could find clips of every single one of these people, because these are major players, you know, 
talking about how it's mostly peaceful protests. And they keep saying, oh, he go, he's going around shooting protesters. And, and they said so many times in there. And I, I, I mean, look, I'm not a, a big believer in like, you know, slander and libel laws and shit. But man, I hope if he gets off, he sues the shit out of every one of the people we just saw in that clip. Can you do that? Because, well, I think so. Particularly the fact that he was a minor. I mean, for them to be saying, it is just so outrageous and appalling. And look, ideally in a society, I don't think there would be laws that even like were governing this. I think ideally uh, that these people would just be, you know, unable to show their face in public because they're such scumbags. But the fact that how many times did we just hear in that that he went there to kill people. That that a, a kid with a rifle crossing state lines, which, by the way, you know, they keep repeating because that's what makes it sound bad. But there's nothing bad about that at all. Um, and, you know, whatever. If you believe in the Second Amendment and you believe in the freedom to travel across state lines within the United States of America, then there's no, I, I don't know, there's no moral issue with any of that. Um, I mean... I mean, there you have it, people. I don't want to play any more of Dave Smith and Robbie the Fire because, you know, they their show is much longer than that. I didn't clip too much, but I, I don't want to keep playing everything uh, so as to, you know, not infringe on fair use laws, right? But, you know, this 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 just goes right back to the, the Covington kids and the Nick Sandman case. He sued CNN for defamation and won. And won. They paid, they paid the kid off. And they continue to be running this bullshit 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Repetition, brainwashing, media manipulation techniques. Repetition. You know, George Bush, uh, George W., I think, once upon a time said, you know, if you just keep repeating it, and eventually people believe it. Or maybe somebody else originally said that. I forget, but... This all goes back to CIA uh, Operation Mockingbird. I, I, I really do firmly believe that the CIA, our intelligence communities, are running all of the news media. They're, they're influencing every Netflix special, TV show, um, document. well, maybe not all the documentaries, but a lot of even documentaries. They're putting stuff out there to change the way you look at a topic and slowly but surely over time the slow mass uh manipulation of thoughts and ideas all of a sudden over time everybody's going to have this uniform belief you're just going to get lulled to sleep we're all going to become mindless automatons and in the words of Zygmunt Brzezinski we will only be able to parrot what we saw on the previous night's newscast all of these big club members are not keeping this a secret. They're flat out telling you what their plans are and what they're trying to do. They are, they are successful. Their plans have been and continue to be successful. And the reason why they're not even hiding it is because they think you're stupid. Are you stupid? There's a good chance. And maybe you're not stupid, but maybe you're gullible. Maybe you're naive. Maybe you're easily swayed 
easily turned, easily manipulated. You continue to fall into these traps. And then over time, time passes. And then you just pretend you didn't, you know, maybe you learn a lesson, maybe you don't. Most of you, though, just pretend it didn't happen. You just stuff it down. You don't address the feelings. You don't address your, your moral conscience, if you even have one. It's just unbelievably sad what is happening in our society. And this case is going to be such a big deal because if, if this kid gets off, I feel like we're going to have a huge left-wing Antifa BLM backlash. There's going to be violence in the streets. And for what? Because justice was served? Because we collectively as a society said, you know what, we're going to take this uh, for what it's worth we're going to look at it. We're going to objectively review the evidence. We're going to we're going to, you know, pretend that you're in the jury, people. If if you had to decide the, the this kid's life and what the, you know the outcome is going to be, could you sleep at night knowing that you may have sent a kid uh, you know, you exiled him for the rest of his life, destroyed his life because he had these romantic ideas of being a police officer and being a superhero and saving the day and saving the people that all all young boys have the exact same fantasy. You're going to destroy the kid's life for that? I mean, okay, if that's really what you think, if you really think that he was a white supremacist, Nazi, racist... Uh, intended to shoot people, yada, yada, yada. If you really think that that's the truth, then I want to read something to you, okay? Everything that I just played for you guys illustrates, in my opinion, how this this case was tried in a court of public opinion through the media. That's what trying a case in the court of public opinion is. It's not a court of law. It's a court of opinion. And that's not how we determine right and wrong and and... Uh, judicial outcomes in this country. Okay? So here we go. Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. That was a lie. Media lie number one. If there's anything, what I'm about to read to you are all of the lies that the media perpetuated and you idiots believed. And in reality, you know, that was the fantasy part. And then here's the reality. Here's the reality that we now know and have learned from the actual court case. Okay? Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist? Lie. He had no family in Kenosha? Lie. He had an illegal gun? Lie. He was chased, or he, I'm sorry, he was chasing the rioters and attempting to pursue and commit violence upon them? Lie. The rioters did not attack him first? Lie. His victims were black? Lie. This is what happens when lies collide with reality. I'm going to read you a little excerpt I recently posted on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast Facebook page. And this little excerpt is from a book. And the book's title is The Rape of the Mind. 
the, the Psychology of Thought Control, Menticide, and Brainwashing by Juiced A.M. Mirlu is the author of this book. And here is an excerpt from this book. Quote, In the Pavlovian strategy, ready-made opinions can be distributed day by day through press, radio, and so on, again and again and again, until they reach the nerve cell and implant a fixed pattern of thought in the brain. Consequently, guided public opinion is the result. According to Pavlovian theoreticians, of a good propaganda technique and the polls a verification of the temporary successful action of a Pavlovian machinations in the mind. Let me read that one more time. Consequently, guided public opinion is the result. According to Pavlovian theoreticians of a good propaganda technique and the polls a verification of the temporary successful action of the Pavlovian machinations in the mind. Continual suggestion and slow hypnosis in the wake of mechanical mass communication promotes uniformity of the mind and may lure the public into the happy era of adjustment, integration, and equalization in which individual opinion is completely stereotyped or strawmanned or, that is to say, made a caricature of. Totalitarian ideology is able to blackmail men through his inner cowardice. It threatens him into surrendering his innermost convictions in exchange for glamour and acceptance. The mind that is open for questions is open for dissent. And in the totalitarian regime, the doubting, inquisitive, and imaginative mind has to be suppressed. The totalitarian slave is only allowed to memorize and to salivate when the bell rings. Juiced Mirlu, author of the book, The Rape of the Mind, The Psychology of Thought Control, Menticide, and Brainwashing. I highly recommend my fellow Americans, you all go out and buy that book. And not only buy that book, but read it. Learn. Grow. Achieve. Face your cognitive dissonance. Try to be impartial, fair, and balanced. Uh, take into consideration all of the evidence, not the conjecture, before you come to a rational, reasonable, pragmatic conclusion. You gotta get away from the tribalism. You gotta get away from the herd mentality. You gotta get away from the divide and conquer bullshit. Be smarter than your TV screen, my fellow Americans. For you, for me, for all of us. Ugh.
Man. You know, I just got done telling you guys about <laughs> all the lies that we have discovered about the media narratives uh, throughout the uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial thus far. Um, and I saw this that's kind of along the same line of thinking. I wanted to share this with you too, just to give you a little bit more perspective on how the media lies to you every day. This is from a guy named Andrew Sullivan. Don't know who he is. His handle is at Sully Dish on Twitter. And he posted this. The 2016 election, Kyle Rittenhouse, the Covington kids, and um, I told you about the Covington kids. What's the guy's name? Uh, Nick Sandman. Uh, the Russian collusion story. Vaccines. Uh, bounties on U.S. soldiers. Lab leak theory. <laughs> uh, Juicy Smollett. The Pulse shooting. The Atlanta shootings. Hunter Biden's laptop, <laughs> inflation, and the Steele dossier. The mainstream media got every single one wrong. Every single one of these stories. And I know you can make the argument about the 2016 election. I know. You know, there's no definitive proof that the voting machines were rigged. And no matter how much Trump and the Trump camp want to keep pumping out into the world that they didn't legitimately lose the election, whatever, it doesn't matter anymore. I don't know why they keep bringing it up. Biden's in office. And he's already, you know, I think the reason why they're not bringing it up anymore and pushing it out there is because Joe Biden's doing a fantastic job of ruining and burying himself. <laughs> they're like, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, guys. Let's not uh, keep saying that we uh, falsely lost the election. Let's just let Joe Biden win because he's already making a, <laughs> a mockery, a joke of the presidency. Clearly, he has handlers. Clearly, he is in a state of, you know, sundowners and is probably in early onset dementia, if not full-blown dementia at this point. He still, I just saw a video the other day. Oh my God. He, there's a little boy standing in front of him. I don't know where they are. It's probably like something for Veterans Day, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, whatever. He reaches over, he grabs the kid, pats him on his head, puts his hand around the kid's chin, grabs his chin, and he didn't forcefully pull his chin back, but he pulled the boy's chin back, so the boy had to look up at him from behind. Uh, Biden leans over and kisses him on his cheek, or kisses him on his forehead, and then the kid puts his head back down, and Biden starts rubbing his back, and Jill sees him, and she kind of glances over, and you can visibly see her kind of look back and kind of just like close her eyes and very uh, slowly, almost insignificantly noticed uh, by anybody else that she was shaking her head. She was clearly looking at Joe, and she, I think she was thinking to herself, God damn it, here he goes again with another fucking kid. <laughs> This guy's your president of the United States. And some of you fucking morons thought that was a good idea to put him in there. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter if you put Trump or Biden in there. If that's the best that we can do, my fellow Americans, that means there's a serious fucking problem with each and every one of us. 
for thinking that it's okay that these two establishment parties get to keep parading the worst possible candidates amongst us. They keep nominating these fucking club members, basically. And you think you live in a free society, people? You think that your vote matters at all? I'm having a real... I want to have faith, but I'm having a real, real hard time believing that in this day and age. I'm 43 years old, people. I came into this world under the Carter administration, the first president I even realized, you know, the first conceptual, you know, government leadership of a nation that I had enter my mind was Reagan. Reagan was my first president that I ever understood what a president was in my life. I was probably like five years old when I first figured it out, right? So, you know, I've seen this happen ever since Carter. And the more <laughs> the more research I, I, that I do, you know, all these presidents are either already in the big club, get invited into the big club, or get shot and killed because they're going to expose the big club. So, you know, Bill Hicks has this funny bit where he says, I firmly believe that every new president gets walked into a room and they sit him down and uh, they turn the lights off and a screen comes down and they start playing footage of the Kennedy assassination. And afterwards, the lights go on, the screen goes up and then the people come out uh, of it, come back into the room and they say to the new president, any questions? You get it? Hey, new president, you're going to go along with the military-industrial complex and the big club, or else we're going to fucking JFK your ass. And that's how it goes. All right. I like this Nietzsche quote. I'm just going to read it to you. This is a brief aside, but... (laughs) I've been thinking about this quote a lot lately. You know, I'm not a nihilist by any means. I just, you know, Nietzsche is a very, very interesting, eccentric guy here. He was. And uh, he does have some very interesting philosophies. I've read pretty much all of his books. And uh, I like this one. Quote, I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. (laughs) Boy, ain't that the truth. And just one more thing, one more thought on the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, situation. Did you know Kyle Rittenhouse successfully completed a cadet program through the Antioch Fire Department to be a firefighter and the Grays Lake Police Department and was also he also worked as a YMCA lifeguard and he was an EMT trainee and People are making jokes that, hey, the kid knows uh, CPR. And uh, there was a funny meme I saw uh, on the social medias. And it said, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, although he knows CPR, he still didn't want to administer it to uh, the dying prosecution. (laughs) He doesn't want to revive the dying prosecution's case. (laughs) He refused to. (laughs) 
Oh, man. You ever heard the phrase, the left can't meme? I'm looking for really good left-wing memes out there, people. I just don't see them. I don't think they exist. I don't think they exist. And then here's one thing, another thing that I saw this. Uh, this is from the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast page. And I think you should go check out their show. They got a good show. And uh, here we go. This is uh, kind of the, the moral of the story of the Kyle Rittenhouse case, in my humble opinion. If Kyle Rittenhouse is found innocent, that means that if a violent mob sees someone they don't like, they have to leave him alone. And that's the way it should be, people. You don't get to be violent to somebody and threaten lethal force on somebody without, in that moment of action on your part, you immediately risk having deadly force being perpetrated upon you. That's what self-defense and what the self-defense laws are all about. I don't think you really want to see Kyle Rittenhouse convicted. Because if that happens, I just got done saying it earlier on the show, people, you, me, all of us, we're fucked. We are fucked. There's going to be war in the streets. Because... Like I said, if we lose faith in our judicial legal system, and if we're going to start uh, convicting people that were just trying to defend themselves from would-be attackers, I mean, pfft, what's his name? Uh, Dave Smith told you. He's like, you know, what about what about these people that were tearing down buildings, throwing rocks and Molotov cocktails or whatever, running through the streets, hitting people with skateboards, etc., etc., etc. You know, by the way, have you guys looked up uh, any uh, information on this Rosenbaum guy? You know this Rosenbaum guy was apparently a sex offender? <laughs> apparently he uh, raped a few kids? Boy, if that's not poetic justice, if that's not fate, if that's not, you know, by the grace and the decisions of the gods that Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, tried to whack this guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think that was probably by the grace of the gods that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse tried to take this guy out. Maybe, maybe it was his time. <laughs> I saw a story the other day, too, about this guy who, uh, in prison... Uh, got more sentences attached, uh, added on to his existing sentence for whatever he did because he went out and killed sex offenders. <laughs> He's like a modern-day Dexter. <laughs> anyway, and then here's the other side of the coin. If Rittenhouse is found guilty, being guilty would mean that if you can't outrun a violent mob, you're legally obligated to let them kill you. I want you guys to think about that. If Rittenhouse is found innocent, that means that the violent mob better stand down. They gotta leave you alone or else they're gonna either get shot, which they should get shot. If you come after me with a knife and I have a gun, you think I'm not gonna blow you the fuck away? I'm not going to let you get close enough to stab me. Do you think I'm fucking stupid? My fellow Americans, are you fucking stupid? How is this not plain, obvious, easy to see? I don't understand. The media and the media propaganda is so 
effective. You think you're a rational, reasonable person? Boy, that media propaganda can make you believe absurdities. And they can also make you commit atrocities. I keep saying that phrase. That's from Voltaire. I got to give credit where credit's due. And once again, if Rittenhouse is found guilty, that means that if you can't outrun a violent mob, you're legally obliged to let them kill you. If someone comes after you, and if the law says that you have to let them kill you, you don't think that that becoming a legal reality in this country isn't going to force people to choose violent revolution? You don't think these people aren't going to start storming the Capitol steps of every state government uh, in this country and blow our elected officials the fuck away? And then we're going to go back into, you know, hunter-gatherer society, warring tribes, the Nietzschean will-to-power world. Is that what you want? I don't think you feeble, weak, spineless, coward, progressive lefties are ready. for that. And I'm here to tell you, there are hundreds of millions of Americans that already, they're already locked and loaded people. They're just ready and waiting for you to fuck up. And it's on. And again, I'm not, I'm not advocating for violent revolution. I told you guys, peaceful revolution, not only is it possible, but it is the, it is the chosen path. It should be our chosen path. But if push comes to shove, people, you think you really want to fight? A fight's what's your, is what you're gonna get. And I don't know if you left wing cats out there. I mean, Jesus Christ! You saw the prosecutor, no trigger discipline, pointed a fucking gun with his finger on the trigger, literally at the jury during this case. Oh my God! I rest my case, dude. I'm done talking about this. Let's move on. All right, it's time to turn up the optimism and the fun, people. Let's play some punk rock. But before that, you know what I just, re- you know what I just realized, people? Uh, I was confused about that tweet uh, about all the things, all the stories that the media got wrong. I just realized uh, that gentleman wasn't Andrew Sullivan. Uh, he wasn't talking about the 2020 election with Biden and Trump. He was talking about the 2016 election where the media got it wrong that 99.9% of the country was going to vote for Hillary Clinton. So don't worry, guys. Don't go to the polls. (laughs) It's in the bag for Team Clinton. (laughs) Team Killery. (laughs) Oh, man. The tears coming down the face of you progressive lefty Democrats. Just so sad and appalled that Donald J. Trump got elected president of the United States. You guys know I'm no fan of Trump, but man, I'm a fan of watching you ball your eyes out like little fucking children. Ho, ho, ho. Am I ever. All right, people. I am delighted to tell you once again here in the Politics and Punk Rock podcast that it is time for some punk rock. And today I'm going to play a song for you by a band called Flag on Fire. And I've been speaking to Warren from this band, their bass player, who has given me permission to play their songs here on the show. And here's their bio. Flag on Fire is a five-piece melodic punk band from Jacksonville, Florida. 
The band formed in 2016 and is fueled by various musicians hailing from a notable group of bands from the Jacksonville area such as Yellow Card and Whole Wheat Bread. Slack to the Future, their first release, was on Bird Attack Records that same year, followed by a full-length album in 2018 titled Practically the Best You've Ever Been, released by Felony Records. They have shared the stage with such bands as Pennywise, Strung Out, Anti-Flag, and 88 Fingers Louie. Currently, the band is working on their third installment to their library. Uh, there was an unofficial release in January 2020, of the single Adventures in Risk Management, uh, a song approaching the subject of the current political climate at the time. And I'd love to get my hands on that, by the way, guys. If you want to, Warren, if you're listening and you want to send that over to me, I'll play that one on the show. That sounds like it themes up quite nicely. Uh, the song uh, sucks the listener in with the buildup of a heavy uh, driven kick drums, floor tom, and gritty bass guitar layered by some distorted guitar-driven feedback. Before you know it, the main riff is punching you in the face with an old-school thrash punk style. You can't help but wonder what the new album will provide. The band is currently active in the United States looking to extend their reach abroad with the completion of their newest album. And the band consists of Bo on vocals, Warren on bass, Tito or Taylor on rhythm guitar backing vocals, Will on lead guitar, and Travis on drums. And I can't find the song Adventures in Risk Management, unfortunately, but I did find a song by them that I really like called Indiana Drones. <laughs> Not Indiana Jones, Indiana Drones. So here we go, making their debut on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. Here's Flag on Fire with the song Indiana Drones.
that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think, and that if, is the that is our you, job. That is our you, job. That is our 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 job. This has been episode sixty eight of the politics and punk rock podcast entitled scumbags because <laughs> that's what the mainstream media consists of a bunch of soulless scumbags that deserve to be in prison and don't think that you can do your own research and control the narrative my fellow americans because like mika brzezinski just got done telling you that's their job. <laughs> Send me an email, andrew4america1984 at gmail.com. Check out the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt or donate to the show. I would greatly appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Gab, Rumble, coming soon to MeWe, maybe even Parlor. And uh, who knows, maybe whatever other alternative media networks and companies may be out there that like Andrew for America and the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. Who knows? Time will tell. But all I, all I know, people, is that I love you. I love you guys so very much for listening. I really hope we figure all this stuff out. Like I've said a million times, let's get smart. Let's take care of each other out there. Let's love our neighbor as ourself. Let's reserve judgment in any situation, especially stories that you're hearing on the mainstream media. Let's reserve judgment and let's get away from focusing and listening and internalizing and believing the court of public opinion. And let's reserve that judgment until the actual facts and evidence are laid out in a court of law. I love you. Good night. Thanks for listening. I don't know when the next podcast is coming. Might be a little break here. I got to do some stuff. Got some stuff going on in my personal life I got to take care of. And I need to fix a few of my old episodes. I need to find time to get that done. But I promise you I'll have a new, uh, brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock podcast coming soon. Be looking for it. Thanks again. I love you guys. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 68 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. We'll see you next time.